Kia and welcome back to B-Side Stories. Thank you everyone for hanging in there. Um, we are on the line with Tekawa Rob from Parakore. Kia ora Tekawa. Kia ora, how are you? Oh, so nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> we got there, we got there. Yeah, we got there. So you are on the road at the moment. Can you just give us a little picture of where you are? I am. I'm currently in the uh, grounds of the uh, Waikato University Library. I just spent the day up here um, listening to some wonderful friends giving a presentation on Matariki, actually, um, mm. to the to uh, friends over the road at Landcare Research. Right. So it's all happening up in the Waikato today. Whew, all go. In the environmental world. So Absolutely. <laughs> so Parakore is, um, well, means zero waste in te reo. Yes. yes, it does. Yeah, it literally translates to... Um, well, para being waste, uh, in this case waste, uh, and kore being zero. So, yeah, we're a Kaupapa Māori zero waste organisation. Um, we were founded in uh, 2009 with the intentions of supporting marae, uh, initially marae, uh, to minimise waste um, as a way to uh, look after Papa Tuanuku. Um, so while there are a number of wonderful organisations and individuals out there really working hard to highlight the importance of waste minimisation, um, our perspectives really relate to, to Whakapapa, our uh, genealogical connection um, and relationship to the environment. Uh, so that's sort of really our, our guiding aspect. Um, so whenever we're looking at waste minimisation, we're looking at it from a, from a way of protecting our Whakapapa um, and minimising damage and protecting uh, Papa Tuanuku, our Earth Mother, and upholding our responsibilities to to, to be kaitiaki, to, to look after and protect the environment. Mm. Yeah, I think I read somewhere on your site you um, referred to yourselves as like a practical example of kaitiakitanga. That's a great summary, yes. <laughs> well, it wasn't mine, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you run programs to support marae to reduce waste? Yeah, so I for me, I'm uh, the kaiarahi, a uh, waste advisor down in Tupoko Oteka, which is... Um, the head of the Fish of Maui, or the Greater Wellington Region. Yeah, um, that's where we are. And yes, exactly, of <laughs> course. So um, my role down there yeah, is, is to is the same as all the other uh, kaiārahi around Aotearoa. Um, is to support Marae to uh, look at ways to to change some of the systems that they might have there, uh, and to really change our focus from. Further down the waste hierarchy and relying on uh, recycling, for example, and looking further up the uh, waste hierarchy to reduce, reuse, repurpose, refuse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, each marae is its own kind of culture, I guess, um, and people would have different levels of enthusiasm for the kopapa that you're working with here. Absolutely, yeah, and that's one of the, for me personally, what's one of the great aspects of, of how we operate is we, while we as an organisation have um, resources and we have uh, individual levels of skills and knowledge and experience in our respective backgrounds, um, one of the key things we do when we work with Marae is to, is to really listen and to see where the starting place is because often there are uh, people within Marae uh, who have really wonderful experience or uh, do a lot themselves at home. Uh, so we really try and make space for the marae. Um, well, it's key actually for 
for Marae and any organisation we work with to, to lead from within. Mm. Um, we're a small organisation. Uh, we don't really have the capacity to be at the Marae all day, every day. Um, mm. And so they really probably don't sure that... want you there. <laughs> I mean, well, in the nicest way. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like I mean... to think they would. But yeah. <laughs> you know, we lead our own things. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, so we want to... That's one of our big um, guiding values is, is that empowerment, is that rangatiratanga, so making sure yeah. that the solutions they come up with in the marae are driven by the aspirations and the goals that, that they identify that they want to do. So, yeah, and I'm sure they do uh, want you there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, and so how is it catching on around the country? Around the country, it's, well, recently actually we've had a huge uptake. Um, mm. we're, we're well over 400 um Marae engaged um, around Aotearoa. Actually, it's probably one thing I need to clarify as well. We, we started off looking at Marae as um, our starting point, but now we support Kura, um, Kohanga Reo, uh, Māori organisations, you know, offices, departments. Um, so we've, we've, we've broadened our impact, um, and we don't work exclusively with Māori organisations either. Oh, uh, there wow. are a number of uh, schools that we work with, um, it's essentially anyone who really wants to get on board. It's a, we're very welcoming. We want to uh, enable everyone to have the discussion um, and empower people with the skills and the tools and knowledge to to really minimise waste. And if they want to also do that from a Māori perspective, hey, great! You know, learn some Te Reo Māori as well along the way. Uh, learn about Whakapapa, Learn about Kaitiakitanga and our values. Um, I think that it really benefits everyone. Mm. Yeah. So in so in Tiupokots, it's taken off really quickly. I've been in the role down there for, gosh, uh, must be must be a year and a half now. Mm. Um, and there's constantly inquiries coming through uh, for people wanting to join, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, can you describe for us maybe a day in the life of a Parakore Marae? Yeah, sure. Uh, from oh, sorry, so Parakore just... Marae. Yeah. Yeah, just um, how it might run, on, you know, if you've got a big hui on or something and that's when you'd normally have all your plastic plates out or whatever. How how might it work differently if a marae were to adopt parakore principles? It's a great question. I think one of the starting points for any marae is, is identifying um, their relationship to the whenua and using whatever resource they might already have. So, for example, some marae have mara, have gardens out the back. Uh, yeah. so that might be where they uh, continue to grow uh, their engagement um, or their, their parakore values. Um, so it might be a good starting point. Uh, so they might go out in the morning and tend to the garden or you know, dig up whatever food that they need, start prepping it in the kitchen um, in preparation for hui uh, when, the, when the kota staff uh, head out and go and do the shopping, uh, or, or place the orders with their uh, with their food suppliers. They might say, "Hey, look, actually, you know, supply them in cardboard boxes. We don't want plastic bags inside." Uh, or looking to purchase certain items that have less plastic in them. For example, tea bags. Mm. Um, some tea bags don't have plastic in them, so that's it's, it's, it's a lot of little things. And once that process is sort of normalised, then in some ways, there's, there's less work. Uh, so buying things more in bulk, it might be uh, tomato sauce in bigger tins rather than individual plastic containers. 
gems and bigger glass jars so they can recycle my jars rather than the little plastic single-serve sachets. Uh, and then when preparing uh, the the kai, uh, there might be some marae now making their own beeswax wraps so rather than using glad wraps. Oh, to, really? Yeah, yeah, rather than using glad wraps to cover the, the bread or the, the butter, for example, um, they're using beeswax wraps or serving them in larger portions, so having a, a large tray with a whole bunch of bread or toast um, with a tea towel over the top. Yeah. So little things like that, but they all make a, such a such a huge difference collectively. Mm. Yeah, and I guess the challenge is getting the ringawera, the people who are actually in the kitchens and making decisions and doing the work themselves, getting them to um, to yeah work work with what you're suggesting or ways that work for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, like I said earlier, we we, we don't um, impose regulations or requirements as such. Um, rather, we try and explore or spend time in the kaiki to understand, okay, so what are you purchasing or what are some of the aspects uh, or what are some of the products you're using? Um, and sort of at that point, you know, while, and I've done it before, been worked in a marae washing the dishes for the day. Mm. Um, and while doing that, being able to see, okay, what's actually happening in the kitchen, what, what systems could potentially change, and making those suggestions when the time is right. Um, <laughs> so you're not a, going in all like, um, we're telling you to do this. and Exactly. Yeah. So exactly I guess right. I was going to suggest maybe some, you know, it could be a good reality TV show, Māori TV show, like <laughs> Pimp My Marae, et cetera. But maybe it sounds like you're too nice for that and too cooperative working. <laughs> like you're not going to be, you know, one of those chefs who goes in and you're like, no, do it this way. No, I've, I've worked in hospitality <laughs> for many years, actually, and, and it's definitely not my vibe. Cool. Now, we're getting to the end of our show, unfortunately, but um, I'd love to hear how you got into Parakore, if you could, briefly. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I mean, being Māori, there's always this, been a connection to whakapapa and, and to the environment. So, you know, when we recite our pepeha, we have maunga, we have whenua awa. Um, so that's... So the foundations have always been there. Uh, when I left college, I went into hospitality, and it's an industry which, broadly speaking, is, is, is pretty wasteful. Um, and mm. over the years, I found that actually those values weren't aligning. So I found myself in a position about three years ago where I could make a decision um, and decided to follow my values. And not long after, I made that decision to quit the big job and... Um, you know, focus on the things that I was volunteering, the organisations I was volunteering with and actually try and work for them. Um, the opportunity, the role in Tupoko came up uh, with Parakore, so I applied and um, welcomed into the family and the rest is history. Yeah, nice. Um, and so if our listeners... <laughs> that's good. <laughs> if our listeners have... Um, do you have maybe one kind of cool tip you could give them for reducing their waste around the home or in their everyday life? Absolutely. I'd, I'd really encourage everyone to take a look at uh, food packaging. Uh, for me, I think food packaging is one of the really uh, the big areas where a lot of plastic gets involved in our lives. You know, you might be buying an organic muesli, but there's a little plastic window on there, and there's a plastic box, uh, there's a box that comes in, the sellotape, the internal bag. So looking at how you can minimise your uh, waste through food packaging. So buying in bulk, going to places where you can bring your own containers, 
uh, and really also being an advocate for it, taking your own containers to the supermarket. It's starting to happen that yeah. the more people take them to the supermarket and say, hey, can you put my chicken in this glass jar, yeah. the more normalised it becomes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>